I'm Andrew Haynes, and this is the Fair Game Podcast, the place where we talk about all things golf. There are some great golfers out there who are doing some pretty interesting things off the course in addition to their gameplay. We have two of them with us for this episode. The first is Paris Helensky, a golfer on the rise who not only qualified for the U.S. Women's Open when she was 14, she also directs creative at Lab Golf and models with IMG. We're super honored she gave us time out of her busy schedule to be on the pod. The second is Justin Eldridge, an entrepreneur, professional skateboarder, and founder of The Number 33, a new golf tea company. Let's get into it. These guys have a busy day ahead. Welcome to the Fair Game Podcast. Thank you so much for giving us a few moments of your day. I know you're busy and doing a bunch of stuff. Paris, what is going on right now? What are you working on nowadays? Well, first, thank you. I'm excited to be on. Um, I have been all over the place, uh, working a lot, obviously, with LA Golf. Um, we have a lot going on there. Uh, now that I've been home, I've been grinding on the golf team uh, to get back into more competitively, which is always fun. Um, and then a lot on the in the fashion space that I really talk about, but that's really exciting. So Nice. Yeah. One of the things that I did want to at least just learn a little, I know a little bit about your background. You know, you grew up in Cali, uh, but one of the questions that I love to ask people is kind of like starting with just how did you get into golf? And then we'll take that and then jump into uh, talking a little bit about, you know, your connections to lab and, and off-wide, et cetera, et cetera. Because I think I would call you not just a golfer, but also, you know, a, a creative and an, an entrepreneur in the game of golf. So I think it's interesting to kind of like see how all those things connect. But how did you start playing? I actually started when I was like 13, 14. My dad played um, just recreationally. Like they were always trying to push me into, into playing golf, you know, like the, you can play it forever type of thing. Um, but I grew up playing basketball and soccer. And then I was like, you know what? I might as well learn golf so I can hang out with my dad. Uh, got decent at it. And I was like, oh, like that's, I'm pretty good, you know? Um, and then at 14, I started competing and 15, I made the U S open. And then from there, I kind of just progressed really quickly. And I was like, man, I'm good. You know, I can do it. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, when did you realize, uh, cause it's interesting. Like I grew up playing basketball. I wasn't that good, but I played a lot of sports. When did you decide, okay, golf is the one that I want to really pursue? Like when, when did that moment happen for you? I would say like, a few months before I made the open, uh, I was kind of, I, I was practicing a lot. Like I was really dedicating a lot of time to it to get better. Um, but I was just really like fascinated by the whole mental side of it. Cause obviously every sport's mental, but I just was like, Oh, golf's like really, it's way harder than it seems. And there's like a lot more that goes into it, I think, than what you see like surface level. Um, and so I kind of just fell in love with it. And then when I made the open, I was like, I actually can do this for a career. So I, I something I want to pursue. Nice. That's awesome. Do you have a part of your game? Obviously golf has so many parts. There's, you know, there's driving, there's, there's iron play, there's wedges, there's putting. Do you have a favorite and least favorite part of your game? I'm just curious. Favorite, definitely like all ball striking, like driver irons. Like I love ball striking. I've loved that since I started. I think because it's the more like athletic portion of the game. So it was more similar to like other sports. Um, these favorites, definitely putting. I'm that's I wouldn't say that's like my strong suit, but I'm working on it. So look, 
for me, it's I kind of hate all parts of my golf game right now. So you're you're definitely winning in that front. Let's pivot to you, Justin, really quickly, because I know you've you are also uh, a person of many talents and facets skateboarding, golf. I want to talk a little bit about just the new stuff that you've been working on in, in the food space, but maybe start with the game. Like, when did you start playing? Um, so I started playing, gosh, it's like probably getting up there 15, 16 years ago, at least when I picked up a club for the first time. And and then, uh, yeah, I was hurt skateboarding, so I, I just needed something to do. And and yeah, to be honest with you, I, I never I never liked golf at all while I was actually skateboarding. And I, you know, I, as all do, I think at some point it I wish I would have golfed when I was younger. <laughs> so picked it up and then just fell in love with it. And then, yeah, I feel like there was like I always wanted to kind of do something, kind of own my own thing. And and skateboarding, I skated for the best companies, So I, I, I knew that I didn't want to do something in skateboarding because I'm like, I'm not going to compete with them. And like, I just, I don't know. It, it wasn't, wasn't something that I really wanted to do. And then like found golf, fell in love with it, just like I love skateboarding. And then I kind of saw like, a there was, there was some opportunity to kind of do some new stuff and, and have fun with it. So yeah, started a company and, and here we are. There you go. So number 33, I mean, I discovered the brand. Um, I was in uh, I was in Japan uh, last October and I went to the Hype Golf Store and I saw they had a really cool limited edition, the chocolate mint tea. Um, and it's actually it's so good. Um, it's one of the things you kind of like stumble upon brands and products where um, you realize that it's something that you've done your entire life or a time with golf. Like I'm always putting teas in my in my mouth. Um, even as a graphic designer, like I'm always chewing on pens and stuff. So it just seemed like a pretty, this is like, why didn't someone make this until now? I was always curious. What was that like Genesis moment for creating that brand and product? I mean, it's literally that. And it, and it literally, it's all of that. Like I, 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 when I started golfing, I, I did the same thing, tea in the mouth, not even really realizing why, obviously it's like that oil fixation is something to focus on and just like in between shots. And I remember just being like, I know that there's something else to chew on that's like this, not this. Like I for sure when I thought about like I've thought about finding it more or less than not like, oh, I'm going to design something to make it. I was like literally like, oh, there's got to be this. So I'm just going to go buy some so I can have some. And then, yeah, there was there wasn't it. Um, and so I kind of just went down the rabbit hole of like, OK, wait a minute. Like, I know if I do this, like I know there's other people that would like it. So I just. I started trying to find out how to do it. I had a friend of mine um, do like a 3D rendering of like what size I kind of wanted. And then like, I kind of just like started looking at um, wood manufacturers and just like, like I said, just going down the rabbit hole of like trying to design the actual toothpick, um, which is a funny process. <laughs> but yeah, it, it just, it happened. It kept, we kept doing it. And then, yeah, I think it's, it's freaking crazy that we're at where we're at right now. That's pretty cool. Wait, so what's next with the brand? Like, are you guys just expanding, making more flavors, like more tea lengths? I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. I, I did some apparel for some uh, for a while and like was told to just focus on the tea picks for like, you know, just for right now because there's nothing like it. So we, we did that and then we got to collaborate with a bunch of brands, which is rad. But going forward, we, we you know, we're excited. We're, we're bringing in some headwear, nothing crazy, you know, like super big apparel stuff, but just some like off one off stuff. and then. 
we actually um, we're going to be working with Paris. She's actually going to be one of the first like actual people that is we're, we're going to do like a collaboration with um, not to give too much away. But yeah, we're, oh. we want to do like we're representing that person and giving them their own flavor and something that they can kind of rock with and share with people. So that kind of stuff is, is extremely exciting for me. So we're, we're, we're stoked. So like Paris, how did this collaboration come together with you and number 33? Really, I met Justin and Allie last summer in New York at the Hype Golf pop-up they did in Soho, like super random, but we ended up having like so many mutual friends, obviously ones that Justin has known forever. And there was just like a really, there's a really big connection, I think, between skateboarding and golf that really is like underrated and not talked about a ton. So yeah, we're kind of in that process right now, but I'm really excited. Yeah, it was, it was rad, like... I knew Par- knew of Paris and I had seen her a couple of times, but it was Allie that kind of like went up to her and at the party. And then like, they just started vibing. And then honestly, not to, I think I probably told you this Paris before, but it was for me seeing your work ethic and just how cool you were. And, you know, at, at such a young age to have like both, like you can go kick it, but then wake up at six in the morning and get grinding. Like that to me just embodied everything that we wanted to, you know, get across to people alongside with the fact of like, that's, that's kind of where it's like that grind and skateboarding. It's like that a lot of people don't even understand that part. They think it's just fun and you go out there and you have fun, but like, mm-hmm. it's like if you get that professional level, you got to put the work in. So um, yeah, we're, we're so excited to work with Paris. That's dope. That's awesome. And that's actually so true. Cause I'll see Paris on Instagram and then one second she's, you can tell she's been at the range all day grinding like and then the next picture it's like she's at a fashion show and like you need it's you have to have that diversity of like you know things that you do in life because i'm sure and correct me if i'm wrong paris like those little moments when you're like at an event or you know absorbing like fashion culture or art or music those things probably inspire your game and uh, that obviously connects to like the brand off-white which i think is really cool to see a brand like that Super unexpected, you know, obviously with Virgil, Virgil RIP, but like seeing brands like that really start to permeate into golf um, is interesting. But like being around that stuff, basically not being around golf, does that help your golf game? You know what I mean? I think so, um, especially since like when I was younger, I think I progressed so quickly that I was so immersed in like this golf world that can honestly be kind of toxic at times, especially when you're like a young girl, like trying to make it and there's no money in women's golf and and whatever. There's a lot that goes into that. But um, mm-hmm. I think it's good for me to sort of branch out and experience like other cultures and just like different walks of life and different people, different ages from different places. Like it's really inspiring. Like when it comes to my golf, it makes me want to work harder and it makes me want to work harder at like helping to bring in all these different kind of cultures to this game that lacks it so severely. Um, and I think even like what I'm doing with Justin and Allie is like another way of doing that. Like you're just bringing in so many cool groups of people that probably weren't as welcomed into the sport. Um, but I think it's opening up a lot. The more I can do to help that, the, the better. For sure. Yeah. I'd love to talk a little bit about um, just your, just your, you're the credit director there uh, with LA golf and like what that experience has been like. Cause it just started this year recently. Yeah, it started last August is when I like became the actual creative director. It's been really fun. I've learned like so much. Obviously, I didn't I chose not to go to college. So like, 
I'm getting real world experiences in, in business and stuff. But uh, Reed, who's the CEO and founder, has had like so much trust and faith in me and what I think is cool and where I think we need to go to continue being disruptive in this space. And um, it's been really exciting. And I'm excited to see where we can go from here because we have a lot planned. So nice. Are you getting to um, touch all aspects of the business or is this more of like in terms of outward facing, like, is it everything from design, design to marketing? Like, are you involved in all the stuff? I'm involved in pretty much everything. I mean, yeah, design, marketing, like all, even all the outward facing, but I've learned a lot through Reed since we have a really good relationship. I've been able to learn from him a lot about even just like the business and the finance side and stuff like that. So it's been really helpful for me when it comes to like other uh, brand deals and, and things that I'm doing. Very cool. That's dope. What is your, like, what uh, lab putter do you have in the bag right now out of curiosity? I have the Malibu X that just came out. Um, it's like the new mallet that we have. Um, I love it. Like, I genuinely really, really love it. And I've been putting really good. So there you go. See, the putting, the putting is coming around. Have you always been a mallet putter or, or no? I've switched back and forth. I started with a mallet, I used the Taylor Made Spider. Um, and then I switched to a blade a few times. Honestly, I've switched putters so many times. I'm just one of those people. Like I just have never found something that I'm totally in love with. Um, but I think this one's going to stick around for a bit. Nice. Justin, what are you rolling with right now? What putter? And then we'll go up the bag. I, I just got fitted for, for, uh, that putter, the Malibu that, that Paris has, which I'm super excited. I, I, we did a fitting Ali and I at LA, um, not at LA golf before LA golf. So I'm going to have. All the, the shafts, the putter, I'm like so excited. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm gaming right now. But I'm just waiting for the mail. There you go. That's it. Now let's go up the bag. So wedges, what are you hitting? And then what are you hitting, uh, Paris? I, I, I literally have tailor-made to the floor, the wedges, the milled three. Mm -hmm. And then I have the, the stealth um, three wood. And then... I kind of don't want to say this, but I'm just going to say I ha I, I'm trying out the Callaway, that paradigm driver right now. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Look, I haven't, I haven't hit that thing. I've heard, I've heard good things. I have to at least hit it. We'll see what happens. Paris, let's go off the back. Uh, I'm all tailor-made right now, too, except for the putter. Um, okay. I have the Milgram 56 and 50, and then the high tone 60 for my wedges, 770 irons. Um, I play a five wood and a three wood that are stealth and then the stealth driver. There you go. Strong stealth or stealth two. The, the newest one, the stealth, like the stealth two, I guess. Yeah. Dope. Awesome. Justin, really quickly. I was doing some Insta stalking and I saw, um, so LD's pick of the week. Is that you as well? Yeah. So wait, so what is that? Cause you're just doing all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I was on a skateboard podcast um, for like yeah. the last six years, and basically that podcast had it had a couple, maybe three or four at one point different um, shows, if you will. It's like a YouTube channel, but then they play the, the obviously the audio on the podcast stuff, and they do all they do everything. So, but my actual show, which is like kind of was comparable to like let's say like an NBA Tonight or like it's like five dudes five skaters talking about what happened that week in skateboarding and like kind of doing that type of stuff. Um, honestly, it, it's, it was called, cool. so there, there was the nine club and then we were the nine club experience. And honestly, for like, 
I would say even two years into this last six years, I always wanted to kind of make the experience part of it more of an experience where it's like, you know, we go outside and do random stuff. It's like, we all understand skateboarding, like in skateboarding, it's just golf, right? It's like, you're going to watch something because it's coming from a golfer's mouth. But like, I also thought it was like rad to see what a skater would do in other situations because, you know, you'd rather watch a skater cook that's good at cooking than Martha Stewart if you're a skater, you know? So it's like that, that type of stuff where I always wanted to do that. And, and I'm not even saying anything bad about the podcast that was on. It was more like they had so much shit going on and like what I wanted to do, it just kind of kept getting pushed to the side. Um, and then I, we kind of got, I, I kind of got bored of the, like, it was like six years of the exact same thing over and over again, which I, when I tried to change some stuff. So basically that ended, um, semi-abruptly, but we all kind of knew it was going to happen, uh, mm -hmm. like a month ago. And then my wife and I were kind of talking, it kept you relevant. You, you loved it. Like, I, how do we do that? And then like, so I had a segment on the other show called the eldest pick of the week where I would pick, you know, uh, whatever I was feeling that week of skating. So I was like, dude, why don't we just do that? But instead of just being skateboarding, it's like my, my favorite meal that week. Cause I do a lot of cooking. Like what I haven't even, haven't even introduced the golf aspect of it yet, which I'm so excited. Cause I kind of wanted to give the people that I was already following the skateboard stuff. I wanted to get like kind of ease them into it and not just be like, Oh, this is a golf show. Now we're going to talk about golf. And da, 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 da. <laughs> At the same time, I want to introduce, I have like a bunch of ideas that I've actually tried to do before, but about these little golf segments, which I'm, I'm thrilled about. And I already have some people that are down to come in and do it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally, we're making it as easy as possible because I saw how crazy it can be. The last episode that we just filmed was literally, outside at a burger spot the three episodes i've done so far have just been in like the studio and then and then me kind of going outside or whatever but this one we're just like you know what i'm just gonna film the whole thing at this little burger spot we're gonna talk about it i mentioned skating in it and then we'll call it an episode and that's like the kind of shit that i love you're not gonna just get the same thing over and over again you're gonna experience different stuff so just having a lot of fun dude that's cool. No, that's exciting to hear. And you raised some very uh, good points because obviously, you know, fair game. We're super new brand in golf, like new to the podcast game. And you're right. Like when you look at a lot of categories and maybe this is just my own opinion, like, you know, Andrew's hot take for, for the day is that there are so many, not just podcasts, but things in golf and people doing the same shit. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But at a certain point, it's like, why are we all watching and consuming the exact same stuff in different places? Um, and it's interesting. I mean, you have, I mean, six years of podcasting is a long time. If you had to, this question is just popping to my head now. This is not part of the script. Uh, if you had to distill it down to when you're thinking about a subject-based or community-based podcast, what are the things that you learned, uh, you know, just doing from that show for that long? Like, I don't know, the top three things that you think a good podcast has to have to keep that community engaged and not bored and making sure that you're actually like exposing people to stuff that you, they probably haven't seen or heard in other, other, other podcasts or other places. Does that make sense what I'm asking? Totally. Totally. And I, I have an answer for that because it, here's the thing. It's like, I watched them do a shit ton of things, right. And they, they, 
they were making a lot of money at one point. Like they, they do it right. They got, they got in and they went after it. I mean, like I said, they had like three or four shows. I mean, they the guy was like literally doing everything. And like, it was like a way more than nine to five job, seven days a week kind of thing. Like he, he got to a point where it was so stressful. And it, what I saw happen too is basically they got to a point where, yeah, they were killing it so much that it, Kind of like obviously with like monetization and like these things that come with YouTube and all this stuff, there was a point where it started to get like, oh, now all we care about is the views. Like, like that's it. That's all we care about. So if we, if we, it, you know, if all we're caring about is that, then we have to figure out, oh, you can't cuss so much or, oh, we can't do this or, oh, we got to pull back on this or this is too much. Or there was just all these things that started to kind of take away from the, the pure organicness of the show. Um, and these mm-hmm. are all right, understandable things, but I think that like, for me going forward, it's like to ever lose that, like creativity and that, like kind of wondering why, or like just pushing it to the next level, because I feel like there's a lot of ways to go about remaining the same, like staying true to yourself without kind of getting lost and like caring about what everybody thinks. Um, I think that they, they continued to try new things but i think that as those new things started to happen if they weren't like paying off immediately and then this is like after they had already you know made it like a big thing if those things weren't paying off immediately or they they were hitting roadblocks here and there it was like it was done right you know what i mean like i feel like if you if you keep going and you keep it fresh and just kind of focus on kind of focus on that shit like you're going to succeed no matter what, you know what I mean? Like if you love it and you're fucking doing it for the right reasons, like it has, it has to succeed. You know what I mean? For sure. No, it's actually really good advice. It's very interesting stuff. Cause I feel like just the entire, the entire content game has probably changed completely over the past year. And I think on one hand, uh, you know, the democratization of, you know, of Instagram and making like now we can I actually was looking on my phone yesterday, Instagram completely changed. Like when you make a reel, like when you hop into edit, like it looks like, you know, an, an editing program. Like, so they're in more and more layers in life. Like they're putting this idea of creativity and making your own content into the hands of most people. And on one hand, it's great because more people are actually being able to express themselves and be creative. But on the other hand, it's like, everyone's just doing the same thing and regurgitating the same thing. And then also to your point, this idea of like the likes, it's so funny because I don't know, at least my perspective at fair game, like this podcast is not about, we're not doing this for the likes. So we're not doing this for like, this isn't sponsored. This is just like us meeting and talking people. I think the most important thing to your point about like, just do what you love and focus is this idea of building community and meeting people. And like, I kind of don't care if only two people listen to this episode, but like getting to meet you in Paris and learn about what you guys are up to in your, in your endeavors, that's something I'm not going to learn from just liking a reel. Like nothing, it's really hard to replace, you know, real life conversations and connections. So anyways, that's why, that's why we do this thing. That's why we're chatting. And that's, and that's the thing too, dude. It's like what you said, it's, it's perfect and makes exactly the right sense for what's going on right here. It's like, that compared to like, so I hurt my back like skating like uh, probably 10 years ago now, but it was like the worst injury I've ever had, like dislocated a, 
a herniated a disc and sciatic nerve, like just laid up for six months. Horrible shit. Long ass story short. Um, I started on this, this healing process and it wasn't with surgery. It, I, I just turned this leaf and like just went crazy with health and, and, and working on all this stuff. But I remember like through that time, I would post about every, everything, like check the process and all this shit. And all I literally, I didn't care if I, people stopped following me. I didn't care about anything. It was like the one. And for a little bit, it was like, this is what happened. It's like, there was like one guy or girl, whatever, that would hit me up and be like, dude, I'm so motivated by what you're doing right now. Like, I'm going to do this. And I was like, dude, that is so powerful. Yeah. Even if it's one, because I'm not doing it to, to make everybody motivated. I'm just doing it for me. And if it comes off as like something that motivates you, then that makes me feel so good. And that's like what you just said with like learning. It's like, you can, if you just do it and you don't stop learning, anyone that's looking at it is going to take it exactly for that. You know, there is nothing else to say about it. It's like, this dude wants to learn about this person. I'm going to listen to this because I can see the purity of it, you know? Yeah, that's it. It's just sincere. Thinking about just, you know, the community of, of golfers and skateboarders and athletes and, you know, entrepreneurs that you're always around. Um, I'm assuming within most of those groups, you are probably like, are you the golfer in all of those circles or are there like other like golfers that are kind of like uh, creeping up? Cause my question there is like, how do you get your non-golf friends on the golf course? Like, how do you, like, what is that bait to be like, come out, come out with me for four hours and let's go do something. You know, it's funny, dude. It's like, I literally, and I think it's like, I'm, I'm a people person. Like I want to be a psychiatrist. I'm a, I want to have, I guess I have a podcast now, but like, I love learning about people as well. So like, it's funny over the years, like my circle has gotten so small, but I've always obviously through skating. And then now this stuff, like I have a million and a half acquaintances, but like my friend group is like really small and like they all kind of golf like now, like that just cause that's what I'm around. And like, we're all doing kind of the similar things. And then like coming into this, golf industry it's like i remember telling my wife like yo i don't really i'm kind of it's kind of crazy i don't really have any close friends anymore because like the ones that i did kind of maybe fell off and started being whack or i don't know we're all getting older families and shit and then like i right when i said that i like got was really heavily getting into the golf space and then just literally became like best friends with like five dudes at the same time because like it was just like-minded like oh it was, it was just like a refreshing thing so um to answer your question, like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't really have to try. I, I'm not the only one because I surround myself with like good people and like that golf and shit. Nice. So yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that is, that is fantastic. <laughs> so the last question, just thinking about, um, you know, what you're cooking up over the next few months, what can we keep an eye out for in addition to, you know, the Paris collab that's about to drop? So yeah, Top Golf um, was the first kind of big corporation that came to us, and we realized that we could actually use, or people can use our product as a marketing tool. Um, now it's kind of, I, I feel like I'm pointing it as like one of the best uh, business cards in golf because we're creating a flavor that represents your brand that you can give out kind of like with all your information, QR code on the back, but they also get to taste it. And it's like such a conversation piece. So we've been doing a lot of collaborations with a lot of companies, which is rad. Um, we have like, five or six maybe more for u.s open which is happening in june nice 
Yeah, we just actually we just got into Dick's Sporting Goods, Gal- Golf Galaxy kind of thing. They put us in 120 stores starting um, right before Father's Day. So I'm really trying to just blow this the tea pick up and kind of look at it. It's like um almost like a golf candy slash thing too as well. So like just getting that shit out there and then being able to work on these collaborations and kind of bring headwear into it and kind of dude just bring flavor to the game of golf. You know what I mean? Nice. That's super fun. Now, Paris, one more wrap up in terms of like, you know, what's going to be you're working on over the next few months? Like what's what's coming up for you? What can what can we keep an eye out for? Uh, definitely more golf, more competitive golf, professional golf, which I'm really excited for. Um, and then also some cool clothing and like brand work. I have some cool clothing drops coming out um, and keep an eye out for the L.A. golf pop up happening uh, this summer at Century City. That'll be exciting too. Nice. Fantastic. Well, thanks for being on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fair Game Podcast. If you haven't already, you can hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever service you may be using. We've also launched the Fair Game app, golf's first digital clubhouse the place to play your game and connect with golfers across the country. You can find it in the App Store or on Google Play. You can also find us on Instagram at FairGameGolf and check out some of our original videos on our YouTube page. You can find all these links in the podcast episode details. We'll see you next time.